Well, there's not a week that goes by that you couldn't do a whole lot about technology and about how we're communicating. It's hard to even express that and do even minor justice to it. Coming up, by the way, I'm going to talk to Joey Trempilli of Canadian Bitcoiners. You've got to talk about Silicon Valley Bank a bit today, but all the things every day you seem to get hit with. I want to take a little different direction here. This is one area that's doing very well in technology, but exploding, impacting every one of us. I'm talking about just whether it's beyond streaming video, of course, but it's, you know, uh, TikTok's been in the news recently. So I'm very pleased to get Blake Corbett back with us. He's the corporate uh, chief corporate development officer of BB uh, TV. Uh, Blake, first of all, let me just give you, give me the one minute promo on what BB TV is. Sure. BB TV is, um, I often describe the company as the largest tech company nobody's ever heard of, but um, listed on the TSX a couple of years ago, BB TV is a Vancouver based um, headquarters for, um, providing YouTubers primarily, but YouTube, Facebook, Snapchat, people that upload content, they need a, uh, they need tools and algorithms, which we provide to optimize their views. And, um, and so that's what one of the many things BBTV provides along with, um, direct ads and, um, and a variety of other services. So we're an ad based, we do an ad rep, we do a rev share on, um, um, with the, with the creators and we help them optimize their content. Let me come to one aspect of that, or at least the same area, because it's been in the news, and that's TikTok. I mean, I'm looking at governments finally waking up to the facts that, uh, you know, it's owned by a Chinese company, and every Chinese company, you know, is obliged to work with the Chinese security state by law in China. And uh, obviously a sensitive situation, but finally it seems to be dawned on uh, some people in government, hey, this may be a problem. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's been a growing problem, I, and I find the solutions are not many. Um, uh, it's quite clear that, that that the Chinese government has access. Um, there's something called Project Texas, um, which has been underway for a while by TikTok to try and contain the information in a way that would satisfy rules and, and requirements. But um, taking it off of government devices would make a lot of sense. These um, um, this particular app, um, TikTok, as viral and fabulous as it is, is um, does also um, capture an enormous amount of information and not just data on your phone, but how you use your phone, what you see, tracking all kinds of things. We've seen you know, a variety of reports on what they're able to do and what they capture. Um, so it's, it's, it makes sense for government devices to have this removed. In the early days, People had their personal device and their, you know, in a, a government issue or company issued device. This is um, that's that's gone away, it seems. But um, I think it's important for a variety of reasons for um, for governments in the first instance to separate these. I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but we're just talking about it in our shocking, uh, sorry, our quote of the week is that the naivety vis-a-vis -vis China and the security state and the domination of it. So again, uh, I'm, I was pleased to hear them take this seriously. You know, because they're they're not our buddies. So, <laughs> indeed, you know what? I'm very impressed with China. China is um, has a very very long term view on on many things that we don't have a long term view on. And we look, you know, we 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 enter this debate, you know, in the stock market with quarterly reports and a variety of other ways. Um, but China has a very as as a as a as a country has a very long term view, and um, and they are they have spent years securing resources in Africa and other parts of the world. Um, and, and the digital world is just another resource to mine. Um, the, the most interesting um, piece of information I read about TikTok and, and the Chinese government was that, um, that the 
internal app in China is not TikTok. It's called Douyin. And it is um, uh, it, it operates very very differently than the than the TikTok app that the rest of the world gets to use. And if you're under 15 years old, there's a restricted amount of time that you're allowed to use the app, and it shuts itself down. It has there's only certain amounts of content that you certain types of content that you can see on that, mostly STEM type of content. There are a variety of restrictions that t- that, that China has imposed on their own internal app, and and I find. Um, when governments look at banning the app, it's really tough to ban things. I mean, look at the UK. The, the, the greatest thing a record or a book could ever have happened to them in the UK is that the government bans it because it just boosts sales, right? Yeah. You know, this is just not a solution. But requiring the Chinese government to put the same restrictions on the external TikTok app that they do internally might be a little bit of feeding them some some of their own medicine and 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 a, and a potentially viable solution. I don't think banning it is actually going to work, but um, getting it off government devices, I think, is, is, is at least a first step. Let's turn a bit to the the, the, the normal, or normal, the Canadian consumer market, American consumer market, and just that area that you work in. And I, I would think one of the things I've, when I've been reading, and we've been on that story about TikTok for a number of years, because I was concerned about who's owning what companies out of China and, you know, the in, in integration, you know, like Huawei and the Chinese military, et cetera. But I'm looking and I think YouTube's got to be a winner out of this because there's a there's an area that continues to grow. Obviously, u- usership, they evolve, that kind of thing. And you're working directly with it. Indeed. Indeed. I, you know, one of the things, one of my observations in the last two years that I've been at, uh, at BBTV has been to see and watch what YouTube um, is and does. I used to think they were kind of old and and um, and didn't really have the dominance that they that they originally had, and, I'm, and I've been proven wrong. Um, the um, what what TikTok has done in the last few years is completely change, you know, the whole world of short form invented short form video. The way this this video is 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 prepared, consumed, and offered, and um, and the 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 impact has been greatest on. You know, Facebook, it's it's various subsidiaries, Snapchat and YouTube. But the the response by uh, YouTube in the last year and a half has been um, has, has has truly shown me the power of YouTube and the depth of that um, um, of that platform, because um, YouTube has not only created shorts um, and really pushed their creators to um, that are on the platform for long form video to um, to um, to produce more shorts. Um, they have also now started to monetize those, and they're schooling TikTok in how to monetize. One of the greatest criticisms of, of TikTok for any of the users that are on it, or the, the you know the not the users, not the consumers of it, but the people that produce um, um, TikTok videos, they don't get they get a, a, a pennies out of the fun. They don't have a proper way of monetizing um, on TikTok, and YouTube is showing you know TikTok and the world how to monetize this short form video. And, and, and February is the first month in which payments are actually being made to creators um, on the YouTube platform that have monetized shorts. Well, I'm certainly one of the people who's been watching that far too long on YouTube. The shorts, I mean, I, I call it my rabbit hole. I go down there and I can't resist just waiting, you know, and next thing I know, an hour and a half has passed. It's like well past midnight, uh, yeah. you know, so it's obviously been a success, at least in our household, but I suspect everywhere. But that's also part of this other thing that I know you've been uh, talking about, writing about, is this whole idea of, you know, traditional TV you know, I'm not saying I'm staying up later and watching TV when I said that. You know, I'm watching yeah. the short uh, 
video on on uh, YouTube, but I see this everywhere. I mean, uh, and I know I got this stat from the work you do that the 400 million TVs get sold and they all have that sort of connectivity. Yeah, this is very important. We've we've spent a long time consuming our video and our um, and getting our movies, TV, and the like in uh, in different ways onto video onto onto mobile devices on our laptops, you know, through Netflix and everything else. Um, and um, and what we have found over the course of the last three years during the pandemic, there, in the first two years of the pandemic, 400 million um, TVs were sold, new TVs. We all put, you know, replaced old TVs or put new ones on the wall. And every single one of those has a chip in it that makes it a connected TV. And what that means is it has an OS, an operating system in it, whether it's Samsung or LG or, or whatever. Roku now has a television as well. But it allows you to watch and consume and pull um, content without having a cable connection. You need an internet connection, of course, but you don't need to have a cable subscription. And, um, and what we're seeing happen and, and the statistics that we see is that there's been a huge increase in, um, in the amount of content, in just YouTube statistics, but, but overall, the amount of content that is being consumed on connected TV, CTVs in Canada, that gets a little confused with um, with our with one of our favorite television um, uh, networks. But CTVs or connected TVs, um, not only are they um, have they proliferated, they're everywhere, but they are. When we watch content on a, on a connected TV, we watch it for longer. We sit through ads, and and and, and our behavior is different when it's when we're sitting back and we're watching um, content that's up on a wall versus when we watch it on a mobile device. Um, or on a laptop, and that has a pro- has had a profound effect on on ad rates, on content, and a variety of other things that we're starting to see happen. Well, the other thing you deal with is it kind of exciting. I mean, I'm always jealous when I read these reports of some, you know, in, in quotes, a YouTube influencer and those kind of things. I read their their uh, monetization and the success they've had. My goodness, some people are doing well with this, <laughs> you know. And of course, Indeed. that's what you're helping companies do and yeah, individuals yeah. do. But uh, can you give us just one or two tricks that some people do a lot better than others? Because we're talking such a huge amount of money here. Indeed. Indeed. In fact, YouTube often um, regularly, annually um, produces the the statistics on the number of people and the dollars that are paid out to. We call them creators. You know, an influencer is is really somebody on 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 Instagram or or a platform like that that is that is changing people's views. Um, And creators are those that that produce content. And, and, you know, look, YouTube's got a variety of content on it. It's got some very, very high production, um, you know, television shows. That are um, that are there only, um, all the way down to um, somebody just in their room, um, you know, recording a, a video blog, and and everything in between. They're categorized. You can they're they're um, you can search for it, but there's there's a very sophisticated um, system of discovery that YouTube has developed. It's their algorithm, um, and what you watch, what you choose to watch first, will influence what comes up on that bar on the on the right. Um, and then what you choose to watch next off that bar will influence what comes next. Mm. And this process is um, has been amazing for me to watch and see because there are people, as you point out, that that their in, their entire income is derived from their share of the ad revenue from the videos that um, that they produce on 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 the YouTube platform. Um, one of the things that they need to do so so and there's a, there's a, there's a there's a a very sophisticated ad-based platform and by far the most sophisticated is, is YouTube's. Um, I can talk about what other ones are next, um, but providing that income to those, those creators means that they can 
leave their day job behind and focus on just this content and really turn it into something quite special. And we have people on our platform that are not just one person producing videos. They have teams of 15, 20 people, editors um, and, and copywriters um, and schedulers that, 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 you know, that, that are part of the process of producing two, three, four videos a week and, and staying on that, that wheel and, um, and, and managing this. And what they do need to do over time, you know, YouTube over the last year has required them or really nudged and, and insisted that they produce shorts content as well as their long form content. And so that's more work for them. And they're not, they weren't monetizing that content. They weren't getting any money for the, um, for the views on shorts because it wasn't monetizing. Now that's beginning so that that'll start to, that, that'll start to pay off. But, um, but the sophistication and depth of this platform is something that advertisers are aware of. Um, and it does provide for, um, for income um, and, and, I'll, and indeed a lifestyle for, um, for a long list of, um, of individuals, not just in North America, but, but all over the world. Let me give you that nightmare Barbara Walters question here. And that's that if somebody's sitting back and says, you know, but what's been amazing is the eclectic variety of uh, subjects that people have been able to gather a viewership for, you know, the things that mainstream TV just couldn't break down that to that degree, you know, uh, and I'm just thinking, where would one get started? And I know it just, just throw me, throw me a bone on that one. But if somebody's sitting there saying, you know, I, I love this subject. I know a lot about this subject. I think there's others like me. Where would I get started? So um, the beautiful thing about YouTube is that you can get started just by, um, by, you know, creating an account and putting content up on there. And in fact, as, as a, as a, in the process of learning, I've put a, um, a YouTube channel up to see what kind of information and statistics you get back. It's very sophisticated. Once you get to a certain level, you've got to have a, a minimum number of subscribers and, um, and views. You can apply for what's called the YouTube partnership program. And that means that uh, once you're accepted into that, you become a monetizing YouTuber. And so everybody on the BBTV platform is, is at that level or higher. Yeah. They are monetizing. And that means that they get 55% of the, um, of the ad revenue from the ads that are shown on their videos. And YouTube takes 45%. And that money comes to them every month. So, um, so getting started really is just is just starting to do it, and learning and knowing what's out there, and um, and getting your videos um, posted initially, and building that um, that subscriber base. Once you get large enough, um, a platform like BBTV's will help boost um, and optimize the the views. Um, um, but you got to have enough views to begin with for this for this to operate. But we have algorithms that will go through and they'll, when you upload your video, it'll say, change the, the words in the title, you know, um, take this word out, put this word in, you'll get more views, description, wow. hashtags, and even an algorithm that runs through and will go through the video and pick out the right um, thumbnail. If you pick this thumbnail, you'll get more views. So you get a boost in views from that. And, um, and, and these become, when you get large enough, these, these services become necessary. They're just part of the um, part of the process. What an exciting area, though. What an exciting, explosive. People always talk about where, where the future is and what's growth and all this. And we look at this, it's obviously had spectacular growth. But, uh, you know, I, I just put a smile on my face listening to all of that there. Blake, thank you so much for finding time for us. And I, I hope we can visit again in the near future. And again, what other people can do, if you're looking to get some help, go to BBTV. Go to BBTV. Blake Corbett is the Chief Corporate Development Officer there. And this is exactly what they do. They help people, their businesses, uh, monetize their content. Uh, on YouTube, maximize their uh, content on YouTube. Blake, thanks so much for the time. My pleasure. Thanks very much. See you, Mike.